Joined with me on the phone today is Los Angeles Dodgers pitcher Brock Stewart, who's currently with the AAA Oklahoma City Dodgers, working his way through the minors. So, Brock, first off, thanks for joining the show. Really appreciate it. Been really uh, looking forward to having you on. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me on here. Of course. So, uh, you've really had a you know an up and down kind of season. You've been to uh, you know to the majors, back down to Oklahoma City. So. Uh, my question to you is, now that you're back with Oklahoma City, does that ever kind of get frustrating, you know, the, the up and downs of the grind? Uh, it does. It does a little bit. You know, you obviously want to be at the highest level competing against the best guys, you know, throughout the whole season. But uh, I uh, I need to build my innings back up, so that's why I'm here in Omaha. They want me to get some starts under my belt just because I missed the first month and a half of the season with a little shoulder inflammation. So, uh that's the main reason I'm here. Uh, I'd like to believe, you know, if I was on a lot of, di- you know, a lot of different teams, I'd be in the big leagues every, you know, all year. But uh, the Dodgers are pretty good this year, so it's, it's been a lot of fun when, I, when it's been a lot of fun when I've been there. And uh, no, they said I'll be back soon. So you know, whether it's you know this week, next week, uh, or when the rosters expand in September, I'll, I'll be back soon. Yeah, not the easiest roster to crack, to say the least. The team with yeah. 83 wins on the season. And, uh, of course, the move happened after the U Darvish trade uh, went down for the Dodgers. And um, he hit the starting rotation. And it kind of just seemed like there was just you know a one-man-out situation. Not that they wanted to send you down. So did anyone in the front office or any of the coaches kind of talk to you before, the, before you went back down to say, hey, you know, this is only temporary? Uh, when I went down the last time, yeah, uh, yeah, that's kind of well, that's kind of the vibe I've gotten. So I've been sent down three different times this year at different points. Once in June, and now these past two times. I think one was in late July, and no, they've both been in August. And uh, that's kind of been the vibe each time. Is they, uh, you know, they they like me. They they know I can help. So it's just a temporary thing, you know. It's a uh, it also has to deal with options. If guys have options left, you know they'll they'll use those options and keep them AAA. So the guys without options can have as much time in the big leagues that they they uh, can. So uh, that's another thing. Uh, I think it's just me and a few other guys in the bullpen have options left. So I've been the odd man out a few times, but uh, no, they've been good vibes when it comes to the front office and Dave Roberts as manager. They've always told me that I'll be back soon and. Uh, no, I always hear good things. I, I, I trust in them that they uh, like me as a pitcher, and they know I can help the team. And are you currently feeling uh, 100%? Is the shoulder feeling good, everything? Yeah, yeah, all good. I mean, uh, the biggest thing was I had to get it strong again. Last year I threw 150 innings, which was the most I've ever thrown in my life by far. So, uh, yeah, it was just a little broken down, and uh, there was some inflammation and tendonitis in there that I had to – get calmed down in spring training and then it took me into the season a little bit and I just had to make sure it was strong and good to go and uh you know it took me a little longer than anticipated but uh you know we're all good now so uh it's just part of the game you know you have to deal with little injuries like this and uh just got to make sure you're good to go once you go in between the lines well it's great to hear that you're feeling healthy you know you hate to throw out the cliche out there but it is a long season uh tougher you guys to stay healthy all season uh, so with that being said, it kind of seems like there's a difference between the major league grind and the minor league grind, if you will, because minor league games tend to be 
crunched in a little more, if you will. So is, is there a big difference? Have you noticed a big difference between the majors and minors of kind of routines and days off and things like that? Yeah. Well, in the minor leagues, you have about, if you're on a full season team, you have about 142 games, I believe. Mm-hmm. And then the big leagues, of course, you have 162. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely a grind no matter where you're at, you know, it's always, you're always at the ballpark, you know, you don't get much free time. And, uh, I'd say the biggest difference is probably in the big leagues. The season's longer, but there there are more off days. So you have, you know, probably one off day every week and a half or two weeks. And in the minor leagues, you might not have an off day for three or four weeks. So, uh, you know, once those off days come around, you definitely, it's nice to, uh, you know, get away from the field and kind of relax your brain a little bit from uh, all the baseball aspects. Um but, uh, you know, it's, it's crazy. I don't think people outside of baseball really get how not difficult the season is, but just how, you know, mentally taxing and physically too. But, uh, you know, it's uh, 364 days, five days in a year, and uh, 162 of them are spent at a baseball field with plenty more of those days spent at a baseball field when it comes to spring training and, uh, you know, getting after it in the off season so it's definitely a year-round sport and uh it's tough but it's dream come true and it's a blast so uh i'm gonna try to try to play as long as i can so what is the daily routine for you everyone seems to have their their own ways of keeping their mind right and keeping you sane if you will sure uh well so days like today i'm in omaha and i'm pitching tonight the game starts at about seven so, uh, honestly, I just woke up about <laughs> half an hour ago. I nice. like to sleep in, get my rest. <laughs> um, and then, you know, we'll take a team bus to the field from the hotel about 3.30 or 4. And uh, in my situation tonight, since I'm starting, I just kind of lay out lounge and maybe look at some video on the hitters that I'm facing in the Royals organization tonight. And, uh, you know, just basically get my mind ready and get my body ready, and, you know, stretch out, foam roll. Have the trainer stretch my arm and work on me a little bit, and then uh, you know, half an hour before the game, I go out and start my whole pregame routine and get loose on the field. But uh, it varies from day to day. If I'm a starter, uh, my days off, you know, in between my day one through four, you know, I have different routines. I have different conditioning I do each day. I do stuff in the weight room different each day. Um, and then as a reliever, which is what I've done in the big leagues mostly this year. That was a little tougher for me, for me since I've been starting for the past few years. It was a little tougher for me to kind of find the routine and find out when I needed to lift and work out just because you never know when you, you're pitching in the game. So uh, that was a little different. But, uh, yeah, the routine, it's something you kind of got to just figure out. You know, really in spring training it starts that early. You just got to figure out what works for you and uh, keep that going. Well, you beat me to the punch there. I was going to say, it's got to be a whole different story if you're starting or if there's, if you're coming out of the bullpen. Like you said, you've kind of done both for the Dodgers, especially this year. Uh, had a couple spot starts when Clayton Kershaw went down. So uh, did anyone, you know, kind of give you tips when he went out there? Did, you know, did he talk to Kershaw? Did you talk to any of the other starters that kind of, you know, gave you some tips when he went out there for the couple spot starts this year? Yeah, well, I, I wouldn't say I talked to one specific guy for – you know, drop, to drop knowledge on me. I just, uh, 
I kind of absorb a lot of stuff from uh, a lot of the guys. You know, we're a veteran team on the Dodgers. We have pitchers like Kershaw, Brandon McCarthy, um, you know, older guys that have been around for quite some time. And, uh, you know, I wouldn't say I, you know, sit them down and drill them with questions. It's more of just like every day, you know, you're just talking on the bench or talking on the clubhouse and you just kind of pick up on some things. So, uh, but when it comes to, you know, going out there for these starts this year in the big leagues, you know, I've, I've been a starter before, so I know my routine that I want to do and how do I, how I want to attack the hitters and everything. And, uh, for me, honestly, it really didn't change from the bullpen to the starting, starting role. You know, you're going out there and essentially you're doing the exact same thing you're trying to do as a starter or a reliever. You know, you're trying to get outs and, uh, that's the way I treated it. I just go out there and try to throw strikes and, uh, command all my pitches and, you know, obviously you can't control the outcome, but uh, you can control throwing strikes and having a good attitude about everything. So that's that's what I try to do. So I think it's safe to say that, you know, at 25 years old, soon to be 26, so happy early birthday to you. Um, <laughs> Thank you. That uh, you are still, you know, there's still a, de- a developmental stage for you. So what's the one thing personally that you really want to improve on? Um, I would say just commanding all my pitches and uh, having conviction in them. You know, the times that I've struggled, I can I can pinpoint one pitch and I can I can look back and I, I knew that I wasn't 100% bought into that pitch that I was throwing at that time. And that's never a feeling you want to have as a pitcher. You know, you want to be completely bought into everything you're doing on the mound and just believe in everything you, you know, trust your stuff, they say, which is, uh, you know, big part of what makes you successful if you if you trust what you're doing on the mound you know it's usually going to work out with you for you most of the time so i think biggest thing for me is just to keep keep that in my mind just to trust my stuff and command all my pitches you know fastball slider change up and uh if i can do that and then you know get the two strikes and expand off the plate a little bit and get some easy outs then uh it's going to make the outing a lot easier. You know, if you don't have conviction in your stuff and then you're probably going to hang a pitch or two. And, uh, you know, at this level, even in triple A and for sure in the show, you know, if you hang a pitch, the guys, uh, you know, they don't, they don't miss them too often. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's the biggest thing is just having conviction in my pitches and, uh, commanding them. Of course, confidence is key uh, that, you know, that goes for any sport or just about anything you're doing in life for that matter. But, you know, butterflies do happen. Everyone gets nervous. We're all humans. So was there ever a moment, whether it was in the minors, the majors, whatever, maybe you let a pitch slip or maybe a hitter came up that you knew had uh, some major capabilities and you kind of just sat there and you said, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, honestly, not really like that. I mean, maybe a little bit, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. I just... Uh... You know, I've faced some good hitters for sure, and uh, when they step in the box, I, I know who they are. You know, obviously you see them on TV and see every everybody getting giving them all the love and support from uh, you know on TV and all the media media uh, outlets. But uh, you know, when when the guys like you know, shoot, who can I say? Okay, Nolan Arenado or you know Pujols or Trout step in. You know, I've I've just looked at the catcher's mitt and just been one with him, you know. I just see what he puts down, and I try to 
stay in that lane right there. I don't really focus on who's in the batter's box. I just try to, you know, come at them like they're any other hitter. And uh, I know they're not, but uh, that's kind of how I have to treat it so I don't get freaked out. Because I, I do get anxious and I do get nervous, but, you know, that's, that's all part of it. Everybody does, so it's just part of the game. So something I find very interesting, I believe it's Chris Sale who who claims that he never shakes off his catcher. How often do you shake him off? Well, I think, uh, I, you know, I would like to believe, I know, I think the uh, catchers know what they're doing. You know, Yasmani Grandal and Austin Barnes at the big league level. You know, they, they know how to call a good game. and They're great defenders. and Just uh, know how to deal with handle pitchers, especially young pitchers like myself. So uh, I trust in them a lot, but uh, mainly... When I do shake, it's only because I see something from the hitter, you know, see that, you know, hits, I take notes with his swing path or how he gets his load or does he get a load at all or, you know, there's a bunch of stuff that goes into it. But when I do shake, it's mostly because I see something like the hitter's telling me something with a swing that he just had or, you know, things like that. But uh, no, I, I don't shake often, that's for sure. So, obviously, we talked a little bit about it earlier. The Dodgers are having one hell of a season. They're currently 83-34. and So, is there kind of – what's the vibe like in the clubhouse? Is Whether it's, you know, the Oklahoma City clubhouse or the Los Angeles clubhouse, is there kind of a feeling of, yeah, we're pretty badass this year? Yeah, well, you know, I think that's always how it should be. I mean, we're the Los Angeles Dodgers, so, uh, you know, it's a household name. Everybody knows about us, so. Why not be the best? You know, it's it's been a blast, even in the AAA level. You know, haven't had the success the big league team has, but uh, still, everybody, this you know, this could be a MLB expansion team. I mean, we got we got guys on this team that have been in the big leagues for years and years, so uh, definitely got some talent here. But in the big league level, I mean, you know, it's like you walk into the clubhouse and everybody knows that you're we're gonna win that night. So it's it's been fun. I mean. No one really talks about it, you know, gets into the numbers and how well we're actually doing when it comes to our record. We just, you know, we get in there and go about our business and, uh, you know, there's a lot of good vibes. There's no other, you know, you can't really say much else. It's just everybody gets along and everybody's joking around and having a good time and, uh, you know, at the same time when it comes down to it, everybody's ready to play once it comes to 7-10 game time out in L.A. It's uh it's a lot of fun. Speaking of the the clubhouse and everyone having some fun, is there is there anyone on any roster that you've been with that you kind of sit there and you say, "Oh shit, I should probably stay away from him because they're you know going to pull they could pull a prank at any moment." I mean, it's a long season, so it happens all the time. Yeah, yeah, uh, not really. I mean, you guys see through the media that Puig's a bit of a clown, and he's he, he is, but he's. He's actually a really nice guy once you know him and talk to him and sit down. He knows a little bit of English, so he can he can have a conversation with you, and I think he's a nice human. And, uh, you know, there's a few other guys on the team that are jokesters. Kike Hernandez is one of them. He's always dancing, uh, sometimes without many much clothes on, which is kind of a scary <laughs> scene. But, uh, no, it's good to have guys like that in the clubhouse for sure. And me being a young pitcher, especially last year when I came up, they had to – I, I had to sing in front of the guys and do all that, so it, it's just part part of it, and uh, you know, kind of getting your feet feet wet in the uh, baseball fraternity. It's pretty it's pretty fun, and uh, no one's too serious about it. But uh, yeah, I wouldn't say there's anybody I need to stay away from. Everybody's you know friendly and uh, get along, and 
joke around like men, just like you and your friends, you know? All right, you got to tell me what song you sang now. Uh, I sang I Believe I Can Fly from the Space Jam. Uh, Ooh. Space Some, Jam soundtrack. Some R. Kelly. Yeah. You kind of, you want to give us a sample? <laughs> no, no. No? no. <laughs> <laughs> it's early in the morning. My voice isn't warmed up now. All right, we'll get it, it next time. It's not early in the morning. I apologize. It's just early for me. Yeah, <laughs> understood, understood. We'll get it from you next time. But we got a, I got a couple more for you to, before I let you go. I know you got business to do tonight. You are starting. So uh, something I like to talk about a lot on this podcast, we always we talk a lot about the rookies and the grind of the minor leagues uh, and college ball and things like that. So, of course, you are a former Redbird like myself, Redbird for life. And what is it about going to, what what was it about going to ISU that really helped you be, develop as a player? Um, I would say the coaches, coaching staff that we had there, Mark Kingston, Bo Durkak, uh, Billy Mole, and Mike Current. I mean, they uh, three of those guys played in pro ball, so they knew what we were getting ourselves into if we wanted to, you know, take our career to the next level. And uh, they really did a good job of preparing us and. Uh, you know, we, we had practice every day. We grinded every day in Horton Field House and out on the Duffy Bass Field. Uh, so that, that I credit the coaching staff a lot with the development of me as a baseball player in general, not just pitcher. You know, I, I played a position in college, and I made the transfer my last year in college to pitching. So uh, I had to deal with all that, and the coaching staff made that easy for me and looked after me and didn't, you know, didn't blow up my arm or anything. They knew they knew how to handle me, and that when it comes to uh, saving my bullets and being ready to pitch and play third base and all that. And, uh, yeah, I'd say just my coaching staff and then college in general. You know, you got a lot of responsibility in college, and I think some of the high school kids that go straight to the pro ball miss out on – the lessons that you are taught when you, you know, you go to school and you have to deal with class and your sport and, you know, girls or whatever else college <laughs> brings along. You have to, you have to balance all of it. So, uh, it's, it definitely makes for some good lessons taught. And, uh, yeah, going to college was huge for me. I thought out of high school, I was, you know, the big, big deal. And I didn't need, I didn't need much, uh, you know, mentoring or anything like that, but I sure did looking back at it. So I, I definitely made the right decision and, uh, yeah, my college coaching staff helps me out big time. So that's, that's the biggest thing for me. So I'm going to tell you the same thing. I interviewed Paul DeYoung a few weeks back and I asked him the same thing, uh, being a former Redbird. So one of these days I'm going to make a, make a Dodgers game, whether that's in LA or somewhere else. And I'm going to bring you a thing of DP dough. And when I do, what kind of calzone do you want? Ranch buffer. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I had plenty of those in my days in school. Oh, hell yeah. Me <laughs> Ranch too. Ranch buffer was good. Uh, also, I was just a big Reggie zone. I think that was just the, like almost like a supreme pizza, like green pepper onions, pepperoni sausage. I think that was Reggie zone or speed zone. I'm not sure. Ooh, was, it's too many to count. Ones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, DeYoung said the yeah. same thing. I think, he, yeah, he said the Reggie zone. So I'm telling you, if I make a game, I'll be on the lookout for you in the in the dugout. And oh, I'll, I'll have it in my good. hand. So I've got one more for you, Brock, before I let you go here. Um, every baseball player has some crazy superstitions. So do you have any, or what are the crazy, some of the craziest ones you've seen out of some of your teammates? Uh, 
Shoot, I honestly don't have too many superstitions. I would say I just have kind of a, have a routine. You know, I uh, I wear the same underwear, not underwear, under stuff like my compression shorts and socks and undershirt. I wear the same same thing every game. Every game I'm pitching, uh, I tend to do things in the same order. So, you know, shower, go put my stuff on, go brush my teeth, go put eye drops in, you know, go to the training room and put some uh, baby powder down there so no chafing happens. Uh, <laughs> That's key. If, I mean, know, you can't a, be a pro player just, without I, it. I wouldn't say I have any superstitions. It's just things like that, like a routine that I have, and I go from here to here to here to here every uh, every game day. So that's what I do. Superstitions that from other guys that I've seen. The craziest ones. Oh, shoot. I don't know. I mean, I know guys, like, maybe don't wash some stuff. <laughs> as gross as that is, don't wash some clothes or, uh, you know, like socks or undies, which is disgusting. But, you know, all part of it, I suppose. Um, I know... Some guys have to leave their apartment in the morning at the exact same time every day. I know that they have to like drive the same way and catch the same red lights and green lights. Damn. So which is you know impossible. So they, they have to <laughs> wait it out a couple times. But uh, yeah, things like that. I mean, you know, there's definitely superstitions in the game of baseball, and guys are guys find whatever makes them successful or what has made them successful, and they roll with it. I mean, that's. You know, everybody wants to succeed, so once they have a little success, they, they, you know, they realize what they did leading up to that and try to replicate it as much as possible. And, uh, you know, I'm no different, but I wouldn't say I have a lot of superstitions. It's just uh, more of a routine thing for me. Well, the craziest one I can remember was Nomar Garcia Parra wearing the same jock strap until they lost, until it was threaded. Yeah, so yeah. I'm glad yeah, to hear you're not doing things like that. You know, you're staying fresh <laughs> out there. No, I mean, when it really comes down to it, if you think about it, that stuff doesn't matter at all. <laughs> I don't want to tell guys that. <laughs> you know, it, it really doesn't. But uh, whatever makes them happy, you know? Yeah, I, hey, I agree with you. Well, anyways, Brock, <laughs> I really appreciate you joining the show. Good luck to you tonight in your game, and good luck to you in the future. I can't wait to see you back with the L.A. Dodgers with the historic season they're having. And, uh uh, hopefully we could, I could talk to you again, call you a friend of the show from here on out. All right. Sounds good. Hit me up on any time. And, uh, thanks for having me on here. All right. Th- it. Thanks Brock. We'll talk soon. All right. Sounds good.